August 16th. Today, as we look into the New Testament, we'll be reading from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 14 through 33. And if you insist on using your rights, you may cause a weaker believer to stumble, and you may also bring trouble on yourself. When you face difficult decisions, take some of these factors into consideration, some of the factors like God's blessing. The parallel to God's people today is obvious. We've been redeemed from the world, identified with Jesus Christ, and nourished by spiritual food and drink. But these blessings are no guarantee that we will be successful. Another factor is God's judgment. When Israel sinned, God disciplined them, and He will do the same to His people today. Do you practice and tolerate in your life any of the sins that are named here? You know, God gives His children freedom, but the freedom to sin is definitely not included. Another factor is God's promise. God knows how much we can take and always provides the way of escape. Sometimes the smartest thing we can do is just to flee. Always look for the open door and the blessing on the other side. And the final factor, as we read here in 1 Corinthians 10, is God's glory. Two extremes must be avoided. Practicing license in the name of Christian freedom and being so fussy that we cannot live in a real world and make rational decisions. When you seek to edify others and glorify the Lord, you will know what to do. Hey, when you flee from temptation, be sure you do not leave a forwarding address behind. And with that, we begin today's reading from the New Testament. August 16th, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 33. So, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You are reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I'm about to say is true. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing the benefits of the blood of Christ? And when we break the loaf of bread, aren't we sharing in the benefits of the body of Christ? And we all eat from one loaf, showing that we are one body. And think about the nation of Israel. All who eat the sacrifices are united by that act. What am I trying to say? Am I saying that the idols to whom the pagans bring sacrifices are real gods, and that these sacrifices are of some value? No, not at all. What I am saying is that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want any of you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons too. What? Do you dare to rouse the Lord's jealousy as Israel did? Do you think we are stronger than He is? You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is helpful. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't think only of your own good. Think of other Christians and what is best for them. Here's what you should do. You may eat any meat that is sold in the marketplace. Don't ask whether or not it was offered to idols, and then your conscience won't be bothered. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If someone who isn't a Christian asks you home for dinner, go ahead. Accept the invitation if you want to. Eat whatever is offered to you, 
and don't ask any questions about it. Your conscience should not be bothered by this. But suppose someone warns you that this meat has been offered to an idol. Don't eat it, out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. It might not be a matter of conscience for you, but it is for the other person. Now, why should my freedom be limited by what someone else thinks? If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, why should I be condemned for eating it? Whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, you must do all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. That is the plan I follow too. I try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what I like or what is best for me, but what is best for them so they may be saved. What's up, Refugee Radio? This is Ryan from Third Phase. Just wanted to give a shout-out before encounter to the First Phase Brothers. We can't wait to see you. We're excited. Uh, Roy, Matt, all the other First Phasers, I'm sure you guys are doing awesome. Can't wait to see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys Saturday. Hey, what's up, brothers? This is Will, Third Phase. I want to give a big shout-out to Roy and Matt and all the other brothers down at the farm. We love you guys. We care about you, and we hope you're doing good. This Saturday is Encounter. We look forward to seeing you guys all. Um, all the phases come together. And it's a chance for us to, to get to know you guys better and for you guys to get to know us. So it's all about you on that day. So get ready and we're waiting on you. Mic check one, two. What's up, Refuge Radio? This is Matt Ward, phase two. Just was on the farm not too long ago. Um, just want to shout out to Refuge. More specifically, want to shout out my brothers on the farm. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing you this Saturday. Um, speaking of which, it is Encounter. Um, just to give you a little bit about Encounter, um, it's a day we celebrate you guys, really. Um, you will be received with a lot of love. Uh, will be fun, food, and fellowship. Um, more importantly, what I want y'all to do, though, at Encounter, um, you will be embraced by the second, third, and fourth phase brothers. So, what I want you to do is take advantage of that time because there at Encounter, you will get the chance to see what God has actually done um, with these brothers' lives. So get to ask a lot of questions, and God has you right where He wants you to be. It's no coincidence why you're here. So I just want you to know that, and I love you guys, and I can't wait to see you this Saturday. Alright. What's happening, everyone? I hope it's a good day so far. My name's Mike Wells, and I am the Phase 1 and 2 Director. I wanted to bring a few updates to you from Phase 1 and Phase 2. First, from phase one, we have a new coordinator in training, Bob Heine, and uh, we are very glad to have him train with Eric and start to become a part of the team out here in Vinton County. And so, welcome, Bob. So far, so good. You're doing a great job. We have also Alex Campbell, who has been added to the team recently, the last few months. He had replaced Sean Johnson, and Alex, you're doing a wonderful job. Continue the great work, and I know Evan and Nate McDowell uh, feel the same way. Uh, we are glad you are part of the team. And we also have a up-and-coming coordinator in training that will be training with Nate McDowell in Phase 2, Dion Taylor. So if any of you guys get a chance or see Dion, 
welcome him and congratulate him. And um, I'm really hopeful that uh, he's going to be an awesome addition to the team. And um, we will see what the Lord has in store. So appreciate all the coordinators. You guys uh, make it happen. And you guys are uh, making disciples that make disciples. Keep up the great work and keep focused and aligned with the Holy Spirit. I love you guys. Enjoy your day. A few years ago, I had a chance to go to Greece and see something that I'll never forget. We were in the ancient city of Corinth, seeing the ruins of the old temples that the Corinthians used to worship at, the Temple of Apollo, the Temple of Asclepius, the temple to the goddess of pleasure and sexuality named Aphrodite. And we had a chance to see that in this city where people turned to idols and worshipped false gods, how many consequences they had to live with. In fact, there was one temple where people brought plaster representations of the parts of their body that were diseased and crippled. And wouldn't you know it, in this town, in the city that loved to worship pleasure, especially of a sexual nature, people struggled with sexually transmitted diseases and their bodies themselves were breaking down. I think of being there in Greece when I read what the apostle wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. But no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit did in that ancient city was to convince people that if you want the greatest pleasure, uh, the greatest excitement, the greatest love, don't run to some pagan temple. That just leaves you with consequences. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and his incredible grace. Because Jesus gave his life for your sins as the ultimate sacrifice, you can be loved and accepted by God right this moment. You can find a greater thrill than the temporary thrill that sinful sexual pleasure can give. And so I want to ask you today, what what idols are you turning to instead of Jesus? Maybe you're one of the many people in our world and in our churches who worship the goddess of control. Like you want control so badly that you hang on to things and everyone knows not to mess with your plan or you'll be moody or even vindictive. And the Apostle Paul today is saying to you the same thing he said to the Corinthians. You were led astray by these mute idols that can't deliver, that will only bring consequences into your life. So what about Jesus? What if Jesus was Lord? What if your peace and your happiness wasn't found in having control, but to know that the Jesus who rules heaven and earth, who controls the universe, is the one who gave his life for you? What the Holy Spirit wants to do in your heart today is to turn you from the things that won't work to the Jesus who always will. So the Holy Spirit's a person. Ask him for help to fix your eyes on Jesus, who is everything that you will ever need. said, when you pray, I want you to remember that God is a father. Today we're in Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. Fearful that Saul would kill him, David fled to Gath and sought the protection of the enemy. But you're never safe out of the will of God. And David had to lie in order to escape. Now, this psalm is David's personal testimony of what God did for him. I will bless. You know, David had every reason to praise the Lord, for the Lord had rescued him from certain death. When you call on the Lord in faith, he saves, he keeps, and he satisfies. 
Why run to the enemy when you can run to the Lord and be safe? I will teach, this scripture will tell us. David wanted the next generation to know the Lord and trust Him. He gave some wise counsel about how to have good days, and he urged them to call on the Lord in the time of trouble. God's eyes see your needs. God's ears hear your prayers. And God is near you when your heart is broken. When God does something special for you, hey, tell somebody else and remember it yourself. The next generation needs to know that God is faithful and God is alive. Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Do any of you want to live a life that's long and good? Then watch your tongue. Keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Work hard at living in peace with others. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous may face many troubles, but the Lord rescues them from each and every one. For the Lord protects them from harm. Not one of their bones will be broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve Him. Everyone who trusts in Him will be freely pardoned. Proverbs 21, verses 14 through 16. A secret gift calms anger. A secret bribe pacifies fury. Justice is a joy to the godly, but it causes dismay among evildoers. The person who strays from common sense will end up in the company of the dead. <laughs>